welcome back to Counterpints. This is a podcast where we talk about the same stupid shit that we talk about in breweries and bars. This is actually part of our taster series, and our taster series is supposed to enlighten the masses on the world of craft beer and the people that make it special. And before we get into our guest today, we do want to give a quick plug to our socials. We have an Instagram and Twitter, just the username Counterpints. We also love voicemails from people. Uh, that number is 774-224-0708. And you can also email us at counterpintspodcast at gmail.com. Casey, who are we talking to today? So we're talking to the co-founders of Work For Your Beer, Mel and Alicia. If you guys are interested in working out, staying fit, having an active lifestyle and a healthy lifestyle while also drinking beer or actually just about any alcohol because they are very much opposed to anyone discriminating against any other type of alcohol. This is your, this is your series right here. The, these women are awesome. They're knowledgeable about beer and, and just everything that comes with being a woman in, in, in the world of beer. This all is going to be right down your alley. And these, these ladies are awesome. They're fun. They're energetic. They're a good time. So stick around. This is going to be a really fun episode. So like we said, we have Mel and Alicia here from Work For Your Beer. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Fabulous. We are here. <laughs> We're surviving. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all you can do these days. Yeah. We've made it. Got beer, and that makes things slightly better, I think. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Speaking, of, test. Speaking of beer, we'll do a beer check-in like we always do to start every episode. I will excuse myself because I am still doing Dry January. Oof. Oh, it's, and it's so close and combining that with the whole 30 challenge or whatever. Oh man, you really hit it hard. <laughs> I've worked for my beer. We'll say that it's, it's so close to the end, but, uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? So I have, uh, a beer called party in my head from divine barrel brewing in Charlotte. And this is Ooh. a Berliner Weiss with tangerine, vanilla, marshmallow, and lactose. Ooh. Party in my head. It's that good. sounds like a party in your mouth. It's very <laughs> good. It is very good. Wow, that sounds so good. Divine Barrel is so awesome. Oh. Everything they make is amazing. I cannot rave about them enough. <laughs> they're, they're awesome. Yeah, we've always got something stocked by them. And they do like triple can releases every week. It's like, oh my God, something new. It's like, take all my money. <laughs> really? I had my uh, rehearsal dinner there. Yeah, you did. Oh, fun. I think that's a great idea. Have your rehearsal dinner at a brewery. Oh, yeah. Well, I also had my wedding and my reception at breweries. She just picked her three favorite breweries and was like, this is the thing. That's yeah. awesome. We're doing that. Right. You're giving me oh, ideas. Wow. My, my fiance and I are planning our wedding. Well, planning our wedding. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's no planning going on right now because I don't, you know. When is this thing going to be over? We don't know. Right. But I might propose that. Hey, I've got some really gorgeous photos. I can convince her. I swear. And it's like, you can ring it in under 5K for the whole shebang. It's kind of nice. Oh. Yeah. Huh. You're it's speaking my language now. <laughs> hey, I save money. I drink beer. Those are, those are my skill sets. 
Speaking of, is growing by the minute. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I do nothing if not brag about my abilities. Speaking of, one of them is drinking a shit ton of IPAs, and I'm drinking Baby Shark from Aslan Beer Co. in Alexandria, Virginia. So about an hour and a half from where I am in Richmond, Virginia. Nice. Baby Shark. That's quite a name. What uh, hops are in there? So this one's Citra Dry Hopped. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Do I love it or hate it? I think you would like it. It's a little bit sticky, but mostly just kind of juicy, hazy, like that New England flavor that you like. I'm like wondering if it's like a baby shark because it's like approachable to IPAs, you know? It's so cute because there's a little worm here and it says, but I'm a baby too. <laughs> it is really cute. Uh, it's cute, but it's morbid. <laughs> because of the can art, be honest. I can't take any responsibility for, I do have a backup beer. Uh, my husband actually went out and bought some from a new beer shop in our neighborhood. Um, but I've got a second guy here. It's a pretty can, but the name is literally just the beer style. So I started with the fun one. <laughs> That's a good call. It's a really smart you. You know, veteran move, I would say. Absolutely. I think that's something that comes up a lot on our pod is do you buy beer based on the art on the can? Absolutely. fucking lutely I do. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, people also are absolutely bullshitting you if they say that they're not buying books for the covers. Trust me. They're doing that too. I don't read books, so I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. This, this podcast doesn't really read too much. Yeah. You'll figure that yeah. out soon enough. That's why we have a. I feel like I knew, but I thought I'd give you the benefit of the doubt. Nope, don't need to do that. I'll, I'll take it away from you right now. We don't Perfect. read books. So yeah. I do a podcast. If you give me a holographic beer can, I'm going to buy it. And it generally doesn't even matter what style it is. Even if it's an IPA, I'm like, ooh, shiny. Alicia will like this. <laughs> nope. I do like it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know the ugly cans get put out in our like outside refrigerator and then the pretty ones get to be inside. So did you like decorate your whole house based on like beer cans? Is that kind of how we're, you're you know, it's a little bit of everything. There's, there's beer cans, there's growlers. You gotta be creative. I love it. Love it. This Just is why I need a man cave. Strands, like <laughs> as your plants, that would actually be amazing. That would be amazing. Let's work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. A new business. That's what we need. Dun, dun, dun. And just like we said, see, we can go on tangents. Like it's nobody's business on this podcast. beauty of podcasting. Who cares? It's, it's great. Yeah. It's absolutely great. I'll go next. I have the distinct honor of always choosing a, a beer that's close to, I would say this podcast heart and the members of it. I'm going to go with Summer from Treehouse Brewing out of Massachusetts, nice. uh, an American double IPA. So we'll do a little can crack here. Ooh. Yeah, we oh, were pretty ahead of you. We were already drinking. Yeah, I was not about to wait. That's okay. I wouldn't expect you to. Thank you. I do what I can for the pod. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got it. You know what's funny? I think I told Mel this on an episode of We'll Take the Lot. Uh, when I was a kid, I had got some stupid phone that was a flip phone and it had all these like pre-recorded ringtones and like text sounds that you could have and i chose the sound of a can cracking because in my mind as a 10 year old or a 13 year old or whatever i was like oh it's like a diet coke like that's so cool every time i get a text it'll be like a diet coke opening my mom was like you have to change that 
you cannot use that as your ringtone. I feel like I have to justify myself every time I'm like on a call and I'm cracking open like uh, just a seltzer water. I'm like, it's not a beer, but like I'm associated to beer. So I think sometimes they're like, I don't trust you. I'm meeting and I'm like, that's also working for your beer, just in a different way. Yes. There's a lot of flexibility around the work term for work for your beer. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I like to hear that we, there's a variety when it comes yeah. to work. It's a, it's a definition that you can create, right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And trust me, we've got some weird shit rolled into that term. You can do all kinds of things for your beer. Okay. Expand on that. Mel hangs out in a steel hoop hanging from the ceiling. It's called Lyra. It's an aerial hoop and she Lyra's for her beer. So that's a fun one. Lyra. Okay. Beer. So I saw that on your website and I was going to ask about it. So is it kind of, all right, excuse my, my no knowledge of this. Is it kind of like Cirque du Soleil? Yes. A little so bit. That's how I like try to describe it to people. Yeah. Like, you know, in the circus, when you see the people hanging from the ceiling and the big metal hoop, that's me. It's Does so it incorporate fun. like the trapeze into it a little bit? Do you like swing and then change hoops? No. No, but that would be really cool. We do have trapeze at my gym, but not like the swinging trapeze. We have like a static trapeze. Well, and you've done silks, right? Yeah, silks. So the giant ribbons from the ceiling. Silks yep. is so hard. Oh, I have yes. so much respect for people who just like kill it in silks. In Lyra, like the good thing is it's a metal hoop. So if you get tired, you can just sit in it. When you're holding your entire body weight up by your arms or like looped in by your feet, like you have to hold that. And it's, uh, bless those ladies. They're killing it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's my preferred method of working for my beer. Um, I love it. I love it. Alicia, what's your preferred method? I practice yoga and I used to not ever do yoga outside of a brewery and now we're in a pandemic and so that has changed but I uh, originally discovered my passion for yoga at a beer yoga class in a beer garden in Charlotte and over time just really fell in love with a daily practice and so now I do it from home every day but during you know non-pandemic times I also do it still at breweries but at studios as well. Awesome. Well, this is perfect because it kind of just leads us into our, the first question that we had scheduled to ask. It's kind of a two-parter. One, how did you guys meet for those people who don't know about Work For Your Beer or haven't gone to your website before? And then second, how did Work For Your Beer get started? So, Mel, if you want to answer how we met, I can answer how Work For Your Beer got started. Sure. Yeah. Look at this teamwork. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, we always make eye contact, like who's going to do what? Because we've, yeah. given, we've given the spiel a couple of times. Yeah, Alicia and I, so we both grew up in Pennsylvania and we both went to Penn State. And so uh, Alicia, her freshman year, uh, started coming and working for a blog on campus called Onward State. And I was the photography editor. And so we met through that blog and we became really good friends very quickly. And Alicia ended up visiting me when I had moved down to Charlotte after she had graduated and she kind of fell in love with the city and moved down herself, which made us even closer friends. But then, you know, Alicia will tell the, the beer yoga story and, and tell you the rest of that. Um, the, the meeting isn't super excited. It's like we both worked for a blog. 
but it yeah. was a really cool blog. So yeah, there you go. it was a really cool blog. And I always think it's funny. Like I was a freshman when you were a senior and yet that like really didn't deter us from being friends yeah. at all. You would basically just come back once a year for recruiting and get me good and drunk. Anyway, so once I got to Charlotte, the only person I knew was Mel. And Mel was a grown-up who had her own friends. And I was working from home and was like, fuck, how do adults make friends when they don't have an office and office mates and things like that? And so I started looking online for different things that my, at the time, boyfriend, now husband, could do around the city. And I found that this brewery was hosting a yoga class in the beer garden. And I was like, huh, you know, it's five bucks and you get the class and a beer. So like, even if we try yoga for the first time and like hate it, we just got a beer for five bucks. So like, who cares? And so we went and we ended up really, really liking it. And so we started going every week and then, you know, word of mouth, I heard about other classes happening at breweries from other people at those beer garden events. And so I started keeping track of all of this in like, a Google spreadsheet, like a total nerd so that I could keep track of all of it because there wasn't like one place that you could just like go that had it all listed out or anything. And so you basically either found out about it from a person or from a like bathroom flyer in a brewery bathroom stall. And so I just kind of started keeping track. And when I met people who also liked that stuff, I like would share this spreadsheet with them like a psychopath. And uh, Mel eventually was like, you know, I'll come with you to one of these classes. And I think that was probably like six months in or so. And we started going together and really enjoying it. And she was like, hey, business idea. What if we turned your spreadsheet into a website so that people can access it in a normal way? That's not you sharing a Google spreadsheet with them. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and so we invented uh, Work for Your Beer and it was born. It was lovely. Yeah. And one of the things that I always forget to talk about when we tell this story. I had started going to the beer yoga classes with Alicia and started bargaining for classes by exchanging photography, which I called yogography, which is not trademark, but I feel like I should. What's your number one rule of yogography? Oh, the number one rule is you cannot photograph anyone in happy baby. It is the most unflattering of the poses. And yet it's like birth pose, like, like that. And so the reason I started doing that was because when we would go to the beer yoga classes and there was a photographer there, we were like, oh my God, maybe we can find these really cool like photos of us doing yoga and this really awesome. They're always horrible photos, but we were optimistic. And so I started exchanging photos for classes with one of the gals who was running them across town. And so we already had like a catalog of photos to like help with our like Instagram feed essentially. And then man, we hit the streets Alicia and I went to every single beer yoga class, but then we found there were more. It wasn't just yoga. There were run clubs and bike and brews and all of these boot camps that we could go to. And we, boy, did we go to them all. In Charlotte, there was like 50-ish classes, like across the city. Every week. Yeah, we hit it hard and got photos. We got, we talked to the instructors. We listed everyone. And the thing about our directory is that Alicia and I are normal millennials and we have anxiety and we want to know about the things before we go. Like what's the parking situation? Like mm -hmm. they have, like, do they take cash or credit? Does it come with a beer? How big is the beer? Like we wanted to know all the details. 
And so is it air conditioned? But please tell me it's air conditioned. If not, it's hot yoga in the summer. Like we have to know these things. And so we started gathering all of those little details that no one would ever tell you. And like I'm literally the person that if I go somewhere and there is no parking, I will leave. Yeah, me too. Hundred percent. So Same. Hundred percent. And so that's really, I think, people started really vibing with it because we gave them everything they needed to know to go. And like when Alicia first went, you know, it was probably slightly intimidating never having done a yoga class never having been to the brewery and we were trying to make this process like as easy as possible for people to wean into fitness like hey you don't have to be good at this but here's everything you need to be successful on your first try out here and yeah it kind of just snowballed from there (laughs) well i think that's a really good point you bring up that it's this uh, activity or activities since it it is just that it, it became it started as yoga became more is for all age ranges it's for all demographics and it's for all skill levels and i think that's something that's imperative especially when you guys touched on you know it's tough to make friends as an adult right like i think a lot of people think about college and it's freaking easy you know you just walk down the hall of your dorm and you're going to meet someone new and, and and potentially hit it off but when you're an adult and you move to a different location that that you know, instantaneous friendship just isn't there. You know, I know Jack and I, <laughs> we both worked together in Winston-Salem at one point in our careers. And I didn't know anybody in Winston-Salem when I moved there. I moved there from Boston. And it was, it was, that was my mentality was like, I don't know anybody. This is going to suck. Like, hopefully I meet people at work and that's great. Now, Jack and I hit it off. Obviously uh, we're both huge Boston sports fans. So that, you know, was basically the nail in the coffin from day one. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm not. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I let the fact that you guys are Penn State. Uh, yeah, we let that slip. We let that slide. We could have ended the. We could have ended this interview then, but we'll 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 move on. <laughs> See, this is again. We go off on these tangents. If if you guys want to talk sports, like that's a whole nother podcast. You don't. I don't. I <laughs> really don't. All right. It's your own loss. Tears. <laughs> Um, okay. So the next question, and, and you guys kind of touched on it a little bit, uh, when we talked about it, that we get, you know, on a normal year or in a normal year, how has COVID kind of reshaped the beer related exercise activities that are offered? And then how have you had to pivot or have you had to pivot with this site with less exercise and activity groups? Yeah, Alicia, I'll have you take this one. Cause it impacted you <laughs> quite. Yeah. Well. Yeah, for sure. So um, what I like to say uh, is that we can pivot harder than Ross Geller in a stairwell with a freaking couch. Like we that's can. An, that's an incredible reference right there. Well, done. I agree. Full on love it. We can absolutely pivot. And so we've done it a couple of times, right? Like we started out as this directory and then we're yes people. So when breweries started being like, hey, you guys are really organized and like get what people want out of this shit and you're good at marketing it. What if you ran our classes? We were like, yeah, totally sure. So we started doing that at a couple of breweries and then yeah, we were like, oh wait, there's only two of us. I said, yeah, sure. We'll spend five days out of the week there and not do nothing yeah. else in our lives. <laughs> yeah, we'll spend so much time at all the breweries. That sounds perfect. There's only two of us, but that's fine. Oh, and this is our side hustle. Awesome. Uh, so did that for a while and then very barely by the skin of our teeth did not burn out before deciding to switch. 
uh, and make it so that breweries would pay us to market their classes through our, uh, you know, newly designed website that allowed them just to log in and make an account and add their events and, you know, update all the details themselves as soon as things got updated and whatever, not realizing really that breweries don't want to do that. Like breweries are already adding all of their events into Facebook and Eventbrite and like wherever the hell else they're going to advertise. Like it was hard for a while, but enough breweries were doing it that that was able to be my full-time job for a while. Like I worked at the Charlotte Observer as a journalist and an editor for a while. And then I was eventually able to leave that role and do work for your beer full time because we were promoting these events for breweries. We we're promoting brewery festivals. We had, you know, content sponsors across the board for our blog. And uh, I mean, it was awesome. And so then in March of 2020, when there were no more events or beer festivals or anything that we were being paid to market, it was like, okay, shit. Uh, pivot. And so I went back to having a full-time job as a journalist and an editor here in Richmond. Thankfully, I was able to find that pretty quickly. And then Mel and I were able to update our website for round three. And now it is blog focused, um, content focused in terms of like video and, you know, Mel's incredible photography. And so at this point, really, we're hoping that people are coming to us for content surrounding wellness travel and booze because those are really the three categories that we hit and so that content is written it's on social it's in video and it's you know on our fun merch that we sell i like how you use the word booze because i know i've watched a couple of your videos on on youtube which are awesome and we've got some questions about that so don't don't think oh, we're skipping oh that. do we <laughs> yeah oh, cool. we also have some thoughts on how you came up with certain taglines. So we'll get into that. little okay. teasers for, for the listeners. That's how we do Can't this. Wait. But I, like I said, I liked how you use the word uh, booze because we all know that not everybody is into beer or into the same type of alcohol. And what is the phrase you guys use? What is that term you guys use? You guys use a specific term that you're not against any sort of booze. Oh, we're alcohol agnostic. That's it. That's yes. it. Love that. Have no idea what well, you mean. But I love it. Uh, I've, uh, I've started saying to, um, we used to say, oh, we market events at breweries, like fitness events happening at breweries. And so I have changed it to breweries, wineries, and other boozeries, because now there's like seltzeries and, yeah. you know, there's obviously cideries, meateries. Sometimes it's just a straight up distillery. Like, yeah, let's dance and then drink whiskey. I don't know. Sounds is, great. Is that some, how did that come about? Or was that just part of the evolution of work for your yeah. beer? Well, we did some, uh, so branding is like super fun for me. So all of our branding stuff with like the mint and the logo and everything, like Alicia and I like came up with all of those concepts on our own. And then we had, um, at one point in time, Alicia and I had like a team of eight people working for us <laughs> for work for your beer. We were insanely ambitious at the beginning of this. We, we had someone running a brand ambassador program, someone running merch, a couple people helping with sales, another content manager. We were like, we were going hard. And um, when we started like running some of these other events and had people under us, like we had someone who was like, what about wine? And what about, you know, booze? And we were like, oh, we can extend the brand. And that's yeah. fun stuff for me. So I'm like, yes, let's do work for your wine, work for your booze, design it all out. We have like the magenta for wine and the coral for the booze. And it makes a nice, lovely color scheme across the brand. Um, I like this. 
family. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we had someone managing a work for your wine account at some point, which literally was just like wine quotes and like memes and just pretty pictures of working out and drinking. And that was fun. But like, we're beer people, like we're alcohol agnostic, but like our heart is with beer. <laughs> and so um, we stretched a little too thin on that one, pivoted, rolled back. And, you know, we've done this a little bit. Like we had a whole team. Alicia went full time. We downsized the team. And then Alicia and I really realized like this is fun for us. Like, yes, it's amazing that we can make money off of this, that we have an engaged audience. But like it's a fun business. It's a side hustle for us. Like we have our eight to fives that keep us very, very busy. And this is almost like an outlet for us. And so, you know, we've pivoted quite a few times and you know what, there are events happening right now still at breweries, but Alicia and I don't feel comfortable marketing them because one COVID is still a thing. And two, like, we don't want to be responsible. Trust me, people will yell at us or sue you or whatever. If like, We've had people contact us when events were canceled, but the brewery didn't update it on the website. And it's like, that's, I understand that you're upset and I am empathizing with you. I feel very bad that you went to this event and it didn't happen, but like, this is the brewery's fault. <laughs> well, I'm like, we don't work there. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Well, and it becomes a PR nightmare, right? Like if, yeah. Even yeah. if one person goes to one of these events and, right. and, and they don't require masks and we exactly. don't know about it. Exactly. Yeah. And gets diagnosed with COVID. It, it, it can be detrimental. So I think that's yeah. actually a really smart call on your guys's end. So we decided to just pull the calendar for now. Once we feel comfortable, the events are back, vaccines were rolled out. Like we'll feel cool about reintroducing yeah. the calendars because that is an integral part of our site. You know, like we've had a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I will would be on your site like multiple times a day trying to figure out, plan my week. Where should I go? It's like a real subculture. <laughs> Oh, definitely. And I, you know, what's funny about this and, and I'm just going to touch on this real quick is when Jack and I were talking about this, I think obviously you guys starting in Charlotte makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. It really does. I think the Charlotte, let me rephrase that the North Carolina, even into uh, Virginia. I don't know a whole lot about Virginia, at least just so please forgive me. But the time I spent in North Carolina, this makes total sense. And I, I, I said this to my fiance the other night, which was, this is like, uh, uh, North Carolina and Colorado thing written all over it with the mm-hmm. number of um, craft breweries that are located in both of these states, yeah. uh, the two most leading states for, for that matter, in case uh, our listeners are wondering um, <laughs> for bre- craft breweries per capita, it just makes the most sense um, yeah. to have this in those locations because I know the people in Charlotte uh, in my time there, everyone's looking for uh an excuse to work out, but yet with a nice reward at the end. So this makes total sense. And, and I'm with you guys 100% on basically your whole rollout, your whole kind of mentality of this idea. And I think it's brilliant. Now I will say I, I'm absolute garbage at uh, uh, working out. Um, uh, as I got, I get older, the, the, the drive just isn't there. So maybe I need to re re look at the way I work out and this is it. So if you guys want to expand to Colorado, which is a tease for another thing, another question you may or may not ask. Uh, uh, but anyway, so uh, kind of going back to talking about the exercise events, um, you guys touch on a little bit and, and what we have is, do you create any of the exercise events, um, at the breweries, I know you guys touched on it that you guys were until COVID hit. Can you expand on that a little bit? And then 
how do you get these breweries to connect with you? I know looking at your website, there's a um, partner piece to it. And is that how it really works? Is it's kind of up to the brewery to reach out to you guys to set this up? Obviously, let's forget about COVID. Is that kind of how it works? So um, we we used to run events, right? We will, when we launch in new cities, we do these big launch events where we come in we do a couple of uh, like a run, a yoga class, maybe something else it, all in one weekend to kind of introduce work for your beer to the community. But we stopped hosting because it was like so draining on us. And while it was pretty profitable, it, it kind of took us away from our identity of wanting to be inclusive of everything that was happening. And it, it had us focus on, the events that we were hosting a lot more, which felt a little bit unfair to kind of like our vision and our mission of the brand. And so instead of actively hosting, we play like connector, like we have a whole list of um, instructors who are like super amped to go in and uh, host at breweries and breweries will reach out to us if they're looking for someone to, so we kind of play matchmaker in that manner. We just, okay. We wrote an ebook, remember? Yep. And that was a million years ago, but we wrote an ebook on like, Hey, you want to start a beer fitness event? We will not do that for you. Do it yourself. Here you go. And that gets passed. Like we've sent that all across the U S like and in Australia, I think. Yeah. I had an intern, one of the interns in Indiana, like one of the brewery interns that I think it was Sun King, um, reach out and they were like, Hey, like we really want to start a class. We don't know where to start. And I was like, I have a thing. Um, and that's just how it happens. Like someone ends up stumbling upon us from the search term beer yoga or whatever. Um, and then we're able to offer up that too. So, I, I mean, the breweries, they want to foster community. They, they can't just be a brewery anymore, right? They have to have events. They have to have these things going on. And fitness is such an easy one, especially when you think run clubs that costs nothing. You need a leader, pay them in beer. They're there every week. They're going to run anyway. Um, and then it's just like starting the other ones, like, okay, if it's yoga, how much does it cost? What are the instructors doing? Like, do they swap out, et cetera? Well, there's also, um, outside of just fitness, we do list other interactive events. So we wouldn't list something like, you know, live music because that's not interactive. You're just sitting and listening to a thing, but what if you dance, I'm a dancer. That's also fair. Okay. We do list dance classes, okay. um, but we uh, we list things like trivia or music bingo or things like that, that you really can show up and work your mind a little bit. That's like how we like to think of it. Um, so it's been really interesting to market those things. And even during the pandemic, it's been so cool, at least here in Richmond. I mean, we've got like 40 or 50 breweries in Richmond and we've I've been able to watch different breweries start all these virtual events, too. It's been really cool to list. That's awesome. Again, it just goes to the creativeness that needs to happen when you're in the midst of what we're in. Right. And we're seeing that, I think, in all of our daily lives with our like the, the term is the eight to the, the nine to fives or the eight to fives or whatever. But we're even doing it with our own personal lives in terms of like speaking with our families and things of that nature. And to see that this landscape could totally change the future of the of how we consume beer. Oh, you, do another, wait, 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 you gotta do a check-in. You gotta do a check-in now. Oh, okay. another check-in. You Ooh. can't just open the beer. 
I, 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 I have no idea. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm currently drinking a Helles Lager from Ardent Craft Ales in the Scots Edition neighborhood of Richmond, Virginia. That's our brewery district. Um, within like one square mile, I think there are 13 breweries, a meadery, and three cideries. Wow. Uh, lager? I hardly know her. We're here all Not night. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Multifaceted, many talents. Ah, <laughs> uh, lagers, beer flavored beer. Oh, I love a beer flavored beer. Yeah, it's our fave. <laughs> it's our hair of the dog. That's how we start, or we how we like to start every "We'll Take the Lot" episode because we're normal. Yeah, because it's usually in the freaking morning. Yeah, ten a.m. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing at all. It's just okay. like if you're gonna have a thing, it's gonna be this or a Bloody Mary, and I'll tell you, you can drink more of these. <laughs> Touche. I hate Bloody Mary, so definitely on board with that statement. Oh, they're good, though. You gotta, gotta make them really pickly. I'll do, like, a uh, mimosa or something of that nature. Ooh. Or I'll just take a straight-up beer or a cocktail. I just, I'm not a big fan of... A lot of vodka, call it a day. Amen. <laughs> Take that and transition to, to beer talk now. Yeah, you know, Counterpines is a podcast where we pretend to know like we know beer. That actually kind of brings me to my first question, though. Craft beer tends to be more male-dominated, but lately that trend is kind of shifting a bit. I want to say it was like started in 2015 where the trend started to go up where there was more female craft beer drinkers. And I kind of wanted to get your opinions on, you know, what do you think are some of the reasons for that? Do you think it's having more fitness classes or interactive activities? And then the second part of the question is, how does that trend continue into 2021? You know, I think the fact that there are more breweries and it became more just of a trend in general to be visiting them is one thing. I like to think like the variety of beers has drastically improved in the last five years, six years now, I guess. Think sours or think more not beer flavored beer types that you can wean people into, right? And uh, I remember a couple of my friends who don't like any types of beer, but you can uh, suck them in on a sour. And it's like, hey, guess what? Like, you can kind of start working your way into all of these different beer types. And Alicia and I were never really that way. Like, I love sours, but we started um, when we started, I think we were porter and stout gals is what we would say. Like, we really like porters and stouts, um, but our beer taste has drastically fluctuated. But I do think the variety definitely has something to do with that. It's just there's a little bit of something for everyone at this point. Just to extend a little bit on what Mel was saying, I think another reason that you're seeing so many women involved in beer is, A, the barrier to entry has become much less dense. Like, it's much easier to wean yourself in by just showing up at a brewery and trying new things versus I feel like for a very long time, it was just like go to the bar and buy a beer that's like a domestic. It wasn't the same thing as like there's a brewery on every corner. So I think there's that component. I also think if you view craft beer as an extension of like culinary culture, which I think it really is, you see the same women who are studying things like wine in a sommelier program, mm -hmm. studying craft beer in a Cicero program. And I do think that women tend to have a palate that is a little bit more discerning, you know, in all these other fields. And so I don't think it's particularly surprising that a woman was like, okay, let me have my palate taste the more nuanced flavor profiles and all those different things, or to be able to see the difference between SRMs, just like we can see the difference between fucking paint colors on the wall in ways that men can't. So, you know, I don't find it particularly surprising. I just think it's funny 
that it's been such a traditionally male thing and that you used to be able to watch like Super Bowl commercials and it was like, oh, are you such a manly man? Let's have these beers. And now it's like, no, man, like let's chill and have a cool experience versus like prove to me how masculine you are and I'll show you two twins with giant knockers. Beer. <laughs> it's not that anymore. Thank God for that. No one wants to watch a Bud Light commercial anymore for crying out loud. God, no. Mulroom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you mentioned the palate thing because yeah, I've noticed that not just in beer or in wine, but it, also in like food, right? Like I know, mm-hmm. like when I hear my mom talk yeah. and I hear Alyssa talk, Alyssa's my fiance. Their their explanations on things are way more than mine are. Even with beer and wine, like my mom is a huge wino. Uh, Alyssa likes wine and beer, and when they ask me what I think, I'm just like, yeah, it's good. And like, yeah. what, what do you what do you taste and it's like i don't know good stuff you guys mentioned you guys are porter and stout one thing that i have tried to do because of this podcast and jack can attest to this is i hate porter and stouts like i just don't like coffee i'm not a coffee drinker <laughs> so they're not, they don't all have coffee yeah well 99 of them do and even if they don't have coffee in it they taste like they have coffee in it but what i yeah. my point is uh, I will agree, though. I think, um, you know, if you talk to a woman about, like, let's say a baked good, for instance, like, let's say that you're tasting, I don't know, a pie, a scone, whatever the hell. And, you know, a man's just gonna be like, oh, sweet, good, great, love, happy. A woman's gonna be like, oh, I taste like, you know, a little bit of orange zest. There might be a little bit of rosemary in there. Like, I think I get some sea salt. Like, if I had to guess, and this is completely out of my ass, so completely ignore me if it's incorrect, but... I'm imagining it's more of the like hunter gatherer situation. You're like, does this look good to eat? Good. I'll bring it home to the family versus we had to be like, mm, the color on that looks like maybe it could be poisonous or like a little bit of that scent is telling me I shouldn't pick that berry, like whatever. If you want to get really like old school caveman shit about it. But I do think in present times, like if you smell a candle, you might be like, all right, cool. Smells good. And I might be like, "Ugh, it has so much like cranberry in it. I hate that. You know, it's just, I think we have a more nuanced sense of smell and taste. I totally agree. We are better for sure. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Sister and certified. So uh, if you watch our, we'll take the lot episodes. I'm kind of the boy in this relationship. In so many ways, Mel. It's mostly that you're tall and that you you drink the beer here. And uh, I've learned, I mean, I've learned a lot trying a variety of beers, but Alicia is really like, ooh, like she'll poke with me and be like, what do you taste? And I'll, I'll have to think about it because I'm normally like, ooh, I just want to drink something and like have it and I can say, yes, I like it or no, I don't. But she'll pull flavors out for me and I'll be like, ooh, I taste this thing. Is that right? And she'll taste it. She'll be like, you're right. Like you did the thing. It's like a small victory for me. But I also have really bad sinuses and really bad sense of smell because of that. So losing that scent I think she'll she'll put stuff up my nose. Like, what does it smell like? And I'm like, I nothing. I have no scent. <laughs> um, and I think that that's a huge thing with beer too. When you're like actually going through the drinking process of it, when you're trying to taste all of the different elements, smell is really important too. Um, there are some that man, pff, that peanut butter and jelly beer from Fungi's. It's still like in my nostrils. You smell it and you're like, this is a PBJ Sammy. Like, this is amazing. And like, I know that scent. I can tell you that scent. Like, nobody's business because I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you have like a full nose hit you like that, it's completely different, right? It's a different tasting situation. Have you guys had um, summer camp Sammy's yes. from Newgrass? So Holy it's Newgrass. Shit. 
and salute cerveceria do not nix them on that because they are our peeps love them salute cerveceria is where i had my wedding reception <laughs> oh that place is cool i was there um it's my favorite december yeah it was a super neat place we got a uh, couple flights from them and they served them in cigar boxes like that was yeah. so cool yeah. Fun fact, Salud Cerveceria used to be um, the upstage theater before it was Salud Cerveceria. And the thing with upstage, A, they used to host comedy shows and magic shows, which like no wonder they ended up going out of business. And then B, the bartender there was known for if you went in and you told her your favorite dessert, she would make you a cocktail that tasted exactly like it. Um, but yeah, you could tell her like, oh, I love strawberry cheesecake. And she would make you a martini that like tasted like a strawberry cheesecake. It was wild. Ooh. I didn't know that. Fun fact. That is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a, a cool talent. talent. Now that, that is a talent. I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna open something, but I'm scared you're gonna yell, so I'm just gonna announce that I'm doing it. Good call. I'm gonna crack it, it and then I'm gonna say what it is. I don't know the order of operation. Mel, is that one from Blowing Rock? It sure is. So oh. this is Blowing Rock Brewing's Midnight Raspberry. It's a raspberry wheat ale, but do not be fooled. I can't pour. I don't have a glass to pour this into. Unfortunately, it looks like it's a porter. But it's a raspberry wheat ale. So let me just let you think about that. How? It's magic. It's delicious. It's really good. But we went there, uh, I don't even know what month anymore. Every, every month of last year is blended together. Yeah, Blowing Rock's a cool place. We were there, my girlfriend and I, in October. And she um, is friends with their head brewer, Rocky. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she's our so, girl. Did you see her on our website? She's like on the front page. I, right did, now. I did. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you about her, but yeah, she came out and talked to us and gave us a bunch of stuff. And this she is a really is neat place. The only person who has live watched us film a We'll Take the Lot episode. It was so scary. <laughs> she was laughing her ass off, though. She thought we were hilarious. It was actually a little bit validating having a live But yeah, let's stick with we'll take the lot because I know Casey and I have a ton of questions about that. Oh, oh do we? The, the first oh. thing, though, like we've been preparing and we've been watching them all week. And uh, congratulations. Thank, thank you. you. We'll take it. I could not figure out in my head, like, we'll take the lot. Like, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Like, there's no way that's from Harry Potter, right? Like, yeah, there's no way. We watched the first one today. It's like, oh, my God, there's a trolley. It's Harry Potter. Yes, Holy shit. Did you see her do that? Yes. Yep, yeah, we did. That was like, our very first episode where we had no preparation and I filmed the entire thing, fun fact, in ultra slow motion because I didn't know how to use my new camera. <laughs> so I was like, I don't understand why it's filling up this card so fast. And I watch it back and everything's in slow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. Oh my God. But yeah, no, we love Harry Potter. Mel planned my bachelorette party, which was Harry Potter themed. I went on a Horcrux hunt where I had to find Horcruxes based on clues at different breweries around Charlotte, which was fucking amazing. That's, um, awesome. that's actually a really good business idea. I should make a Horcrux hunt. Yes! Mel, that is genius. I planned Anna's The Office themed bachelorette too. I think this is another business that we could drum up. Anyway, uh, also my dog's name is Luna Lovegood. <laughs> So, yes, we are Harry Potter people. But yeah, every time we do it, we're... Well, you're in good company for that. Yeah, yeah for real. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That oh. was... Casey, we need oh, to go to more start. bachelorette parties. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> With We'll Take the Lot, I don't think we ever, like, 
we never sat down and were like, let's strategize about this. We literally did this before we filmed it. We would go to breweries and we would order everything on the menu as flights. And we would just be like, we'll take the lot. It started in Nashville. Yeah, We went yep. to see a podcast that we really like, My Favorite Murder. We went to see oh my it live. My sisters love that. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. I'm a Karen. Smells <laughs> yeah. maybe a Georgia. I'm like a hybrid. I think you might be a hybrid. I'm full on Karen. Anyway, uh, we went to Nashville for Mel's birthday to see My Favorite Murder Live. And while we were there, we had to go to like Southern Grist and Jackalope and all the amazing breweries. And we got there and I was like, Mel, I don't want to choose. We'll take the lot. And we just took the lot at all the places. And then eventually after we got back from Nashville, Mel came and visited me in Richmond and we showed up at this cidery was our first episode busky cider and uh we were like hey we're gonna make a video of us drinking all your ciders if you give them to us for free we'll post it to all of our followers and tag you and they're like okay casey write that down i'm writing it down dude because like i was just about to ask you have to be a really cute girl for this to work (laughs) all right well we're gonna bring our girlfriend mm. slashes perfect and that's perfect. the way to do it yeah I had business a- is a, just a front for us to get free beer <laughs> and it's been working, been working pretty well honestly maybe we'll dress matt up yeah, oh, that, yeah. that will get us nothing, nothing. okay you're right. <laughs> you'll um, figure it out we have faith in you but for the we'll take the lot places like any breweries stick out if you know for better or worse we we try not to focus on the negatives but if there's a really bad one we do want to know about it we definitely haven't been to well we have i'm not going to drop them are you thinking this <laughs> okay so i'm going to give you the good ones first hardy would let us in beautiful not hardy what is so good like i cannot believe they let us in here because it's like sprawling hills and they gave us the whole top inside tap room and the inside wasn't even open and it was like we were dancing around we were so happy it was an amazing tasting and they they were actually very good they gave us two tasters each so it looked like we had way more beer than we normally drink and that experience was just like i just remember feeling so like uh grateful that they let us be in there Um, that one was awesome. What about I'm you? I'm pretty sure that's the first one I watched. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember you guys being... Sh- I was wearing power buns that day. I think so, yeah. And I, I just remember you guys being so excited for, for that experience mm-hmm. that that sits in my memory. Yeah, um, yeah we were. So I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead. No, yeah. Uh, we're not good actresses. So, like, what you see is what you get, which it can be great and terrible depending on the day. Like, if one of us is in a shitty mood, it's probably not going to be the best take because that's just kind of what happens. I would say the day my eyes will go dead. And Alicia, oh, yeah. We have drunk eyes in many episodes. It's devastating. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, for me, the worst, and it's not really fair because it literally was our first day and we hadn't even conceptualized what work for, or not work for your beer, but what we're take, we'll take a lot was going to be at. And we went to the Veil, vale, and that's here in Richmond. And we went and we were like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Like, you know, all these other breweries have just been like kind of throwing us the booze in exchange for the promo. And they were like, yeah, no, we're good. Do you want to buy 
the beer and we were like all right sure we'll buy flights of everything they were like we don't do flights you can buy half cores of everything so we dropped like 150 bucks to six ounce pours and boy were they beautiful aesthetically it was great but it was a hundred dollar drop for us for that episode and the abvs at the veil are so fucking high like everything is double triple ipa quad ipa like 10 percent, 11 12 13 like have fun and we called in reinforcements yeah we had to call our husbands and and then your friends over and then we had two dudes we didn't know that like we're just sitting there watching us live episodes (laughs) we were just giving them the beer we're like please drink this (laughs) well and my thing is i just will kind of heckle people if they start watching us like go away we're clearly doing something and i do not want you to be here so we heckled them a little bit and then we gave them beer because it was new I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would definitely be one of those people that watch. Like, I, I'm oh, people. You That's fine. I, I, I can take it and I can give it right back. So I'm here. I know Casey and I wanted to point out uh, one particular brewery. Oh, D9? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolute dog shit. <gasps> Do you not Do-do. like sours? He loves sours, but he got a really, really bad one. I love sours. Oh. Wait, which one was it? Was the one that was white chocolate with, oh. uh, oh, okay. That I'm was it up on my untapped here. Okay. Yeah, tell me what it was. Okay, well, there was a couple. <laughs> this, is why, <laughs> this is why it's not good. The second to worst was uh, Tropiculture, the Jabata Kaba Juicy. <laughs> Absolute dog shit. <laughs> Oh, and just so you know, we, you, you're more than welcome to cuss on this podcast. No, I, I think I have been. All right, I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, Jabatacoba. Jabatacoba. Yeah. It's a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's oh. absolute dog shit. In my notes, I just say, don't drink this. So here's what I'll say. D9 is not my favorite and has never been. I always assumed that that was mostly because there's very little that will make me drive to Cornelius from Charlotte. Like literally there was a brewery in any direction of where I lived within like fucking two minutes. Mm -hmm. There were enough that I never had to consider it. D9 is always available at the grocery store and I never really picked it just because I wasn't super familiar with it. So I don't feel like I have the authority to speak on this topic. Uh, I That was so long ago, I can't remember what I felt at the tasting other than pure elation at being in Mel's presence. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right down Mel's lane here. They're about to open an uptown location, number one. Number two, their carnival is literally- That's the one we like the best. And that's the one we liked. No question. I totally agree with you, Mel. That one is the tits. And it's that, it's a cream, sour, passion fruit. Like, you're just like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. Punches you real hard at first, but then it's subtle going down. I love that beer. But the thing about D9, they're the first place I ever had a sour. So I have a little bit of a nostalgic spot for them because they are the ones in Charlotte who, like, introduced me to sours. Didn't you have something related to them for your wedding, Mel? No, that was Primal Brewing. Shit. I love Primal. I have a spot for Primal. That's where my wedding reception was. Oh, see, Primal. Welcome. Primal. (laughs) This is fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But the worst of the worst. Absolute. Okay. Oh. Give me the tea. What is it? It is Whiskers on Kittens. 
Ah, that's the first, that's the sour, right? That's it is like, a sour. You're right. It's a sour. sour. And it tastes like vomit. <laughs> that is literally what I put in my notes. I said, this tastes like the aftertaste after throwing up in the toilet. I wonder if you have like a weird sensitivity to something in there. Ooh, I mean, that's it's a good point. acidic, right? But how interesting. Now, I will say this. I have just been on their case ever <laughs> since about how bad they were. We're really good um, friends with their marketing manager. <laughs> oh, oh, good. That's great. Great job, Casey. Thanks a lot. I take everything I said back. They're phenomenal. Um, <laughs> haven't had a bad beer there. Um, no, but I, so I, I have ragged on them. I'm mad at you because when I drink that, I'm going to think of vomit next time. <laughs> okay. All right, Mel, here's the thing. I want you, I literally want you to try it and tell me what you think. I really do because okay. if you I'll get the you hint know. of vomit i mean that solidifies my opinion but <laughs> what i have said on this pod and in in general to the guys that i went with and jack obviously is one of them i will give them another chance okay I, we'll switch from like the negative back to the positive casey's Great. casey's usually a glass half empty kind of guy i'm more of the glass full so i want to know about the positive stuff but favorite brewery you've ever been to it doesn't have to be through work for your beer it just could be you know for personal fun but what's your favorite brewery so brewery or brewery experience? Cause I think these are two different things for me. You're definitely right. Let's say right. both. Let's go both. Okay. So I'm going to go with the experience first. This is kind of, I kind of have a tie for this one, but I went to the Heineken experience in Amsterdam and it was so freaking fun. It's immersive. They give you beer the whole time. There's like a million different there's rides and stuff that you go through. And I, you know, I kind of rolled my eyes when my coworker was like, when you're there, this is going to sound stupid. Cause I know you like beer, go to the Heineken experience. And I was like, okay, I mean, we have time. So I guess we'll go. And then I was like, this is so fun. It was like, you can be an adult, but you're, you can also be a kid. And I really enjoyed that. So if you're ever in Amsterdam, definitely do that. That was a great time. Um, beer for the, flavor i'm gonna give you throw you the experience while i think of like my favorite brewery <laughs> alicia oh great um okay so i think for the experience i feel like i have to say when we were in um nashville i loved our experience at jackalope specifically so we started the day with beer yoga up in like this beautiful private event space that was actually very zen and that was at like 11 in the morning and then at 12 we came downstairs we took the lot we it was like earth day so we got these cool ass cups that like changed with the temperature that was really cool like i just had the best day there i liked every beer that we tried and it was just fun it was like not worrying about anything just feeling very like every beer is good there's good food here we're having a fun time this is fucking rad i loved jackalope for that reason and their marketing manager was my friend in fourth grade she played on my right <laughs> yeah i forgot about that small world right <laughs> yeah for sure wow. so yeah that would probably be my favorite from an experience perspective in terms of flavor Man, that's really hard. Um, I would say the brewery that I go to the most often in Richmond for just like stocking my fridge in general is Vazen Brewing Company. They do such kick-ass IPAs and really solid like lager pilsner, like crisp ass beer flavored beers, but they also have really fun 
other lines. So they've got like their velvet walrus is all of their stouts and they make them in so many different flavors. They've got their otter series and that's all of their gozas. Like they've just got really solid beer planning kind of. So like seasonally, you've got a really good variety. I'm never bored with their offerings, but I also always know exactly what I can get that I'm going to like if nothing sounds good that's new. It's a beautiful space too. And I just think that they kick ass. So I'm a big fan of theirs. That's awesome. So I can walk to seven breweries from where I live, but I really only ever go to two. One being Divine Barrel. I love them. I love all of the stuff that they do. They're just big weirdos. And we, I just, the brewery itself is just chill. Love them. And then the one place that I always bring anyone who's new to Charlotte, no matter what, I bring them to Salud Cerveceria. And reason being is one, their upstairs space is stunning. They have coffee, they have tea, they have kombucha, they have wine, they have beer, and their beer they make is good. We really, really, really love the owners there. You know, Alicia has a great relationship with them, and obviously she had her wedding there. So they do. Two of my plants are named after one is after Darylin, the owner, and then one is after Jade, her daughter, which is creepy as fuck, but I'm owning it. Yeah, they're great too. They're just like good people. We have our fingers crossed that they're going to put our faces on a beer in the next year. Oh. They told us they might do it, so we're excited. Oh, we're going to make a workout stout. It's going to happen. Also, if they won't do it, Divine Barrel has, is on second, and then Haley at Devil's Logic is, like, real, real close to She's literally like, I'll do it. So, 4K, no lost trace. Uh, yeah, I know. I was waiting on Salute, and then I was like, is it weird if... Because James from Divine was like, we'll do it. We'll do whatever you want. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> someone do it. I'll just text Jason and be like, all right, so we're going to do it this way with you, this way with them, and this way with them. And we're going to have people vote. Yeah. Let's do it. What's okay. your a really good idea. Great marketing for them. And it's a win for you guys as well. Maybe this question will bring another tangent. This, is, this question is something we asked for everybody. We've gotten some really funny answers from Sir Edmund Hillary to Spartacus. So it kind of brings out oh. everything. If you could have a beer with anyone from history, they can be alive, they can be dead, whoever you want, who would it be and why? Does So I think I'm confused by the in history, like can just who would you grab a beer with if they're alive or dead, right? Anyone ever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They just can't be in the future. You can't be like my future child. Yeah, that's that doesn't count. Future doesn't count. Uh Alish, do you have an answer? Yeah, but it's stupid, but I'm gonna give it a Okay, do it. Okay. So my answer is also my celebrity pass. And it's embarrassing (laughs) because he's not hot. It's just Ben Schwartz. Oh Ben Schwartz. (laughs) Nikki or Ben Schwartz. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. You want to have a beer with John Ralphio. I get you. Yes. Gotcha. The worst. <laughs> yes, I do. She does. It's not, a, it's not a horrible answer. I don't disagree with it. Have you watched Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix? No. Cried laughing. Cackled. I genuinely laughed harder than I think I ever have in my life and developed an obsession with him and watched every single thing he's ever done, including DuckTales. So oh, here I am Duck now. DuckTales the best. Yeah, I don't, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, so here I am now and I just, I just want to hang out with him. And he tweeted at me once and I lost my fucking mind. Oh. It was great. I would have lost my mind too if it was, you know, my celebrity past. Oh my God, who's yours? 
Yeah. Reynolds. So, um, mm. no, I'm just kidding. Um, you say Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's um, different. Uh, my, mine is actually his wife, Blake Lively. Oh, nice. Are they still married? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good for them. But that wouldn't be my answer for any person in history. Um, well, Mel, what's yours? Yeah. I would pick. So this is just because politics right now are a very hot topic. I want to slam a beer with AOC. I think this girl, one, knows how to drink, and two, would just be so honest and open and cool and honestly kind of think she's going to be a president at some point. So I think it could be pretty fucking baller to get a beer with her. I have a huge crush on her, too. So that's very very good. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Uh, she a bartender in Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah, she was a bartender. Which so she'd be fun to have like, a drink with, I'm sure. To drink with, yeah. Salt of the earth human being right there. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Wait, can I change my answer? Yes. Oh, no. yeah. It's Mel. The answer's Mel. Aww. See, I was going to say that because you're so far away right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The answer is absolutely, truly Mel. Like, I would choose Mel over Ben Schwartz. Whoa, don't do that. I wouldn't let you. <laughs> <laughs> you could just come to and be like, oh, my God, how crazy is this? I was going to say something along those lines, but I felt like I might be crossing a line. So I just, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Glad you said it. Jack, I'm flustered. I'm flustered. I get, uh, yeah. My beer from history or my celebrity pass? Both. Celebrity pass. Mine's pretty specific. We uh, we're going with, um, Jennifer Aniston from season two of friends. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, Green dress. Oh yeah, that's right. unbeatable. But uh, yeah, she's. Do you want her in the uh, the bridesmaid's dress for Mindy and Barry's wedding? <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. No. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. <laughs> so oh, a, that's my other secret talent. Podcast. I have I have every episode of Friends memorized. So just yeah. let me know an episode, and I'm I'm here to help. I feel like we should turn that into like a trivia contest. Yeah, I really do too. All right. I suppose we'll wrap it up soon then. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. I guess we have to. I finished two tall boys. Anyway. Welcome to the podcasting with girls, gentlemen. Yeah, this is awesome. This This is is great. great (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys been to GABF? Mel has. I did. Yeah, I went. um, So again, I used to travel out to work all the time in Denver and I would just swing weekends when I was traveling there. So I did a lot of concerts and stuff over weekends and I did GABF. Uh, My husband and I went and we went on Saturday, which is a mistake. Um, Sure is. (laughs) But it was fine. Um, I definitely wouldn't go on Saturday again, and I don't know that I would go to the festival. I would work the shit out of that festival if we had a booth there, but there's too many people. There's yeah. just far too many people. Like, even, like, waiting for it to, like, the gates to open. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my biggest gripe with the whole fucking thing. Yeah, they, like, if, line if you up. Like, the gates open at a certain time, the gates need to open at a certain yeah. time. Yeah, and... We had, like, the thing about Saturday is, like, none of the actual brewers are there anymore. It's just, like, volunteers pouring, so it's not even really, like, interesting to, like, talk to people because right. they don't really even know the beer that well. It was great. Like, I'm glad we went, but I would do it differently next time. I didn't know. There was, like, a whole thing. I was actually supposed to go this year. 
um, my friend Maddie, who runs the account off the tap, he's out of um, Melbourne, Australia. And uh, he was going to fly in to go to the GABF. He like booked his tickets and everything. And then obviously COVID happened. And right. that would have been fun because like it would be nice to have like friends coming into it for it. Maybe at some point. I don't know when beer festivals are going to be a thing again, but. <laughs> I will say I went to, um, well, I spoke on a panel at a virtual beer festival with Hop Culture, the beer without beards. And I honestly found that one to be a really cool experience, like because they had curated beer boxes that were sent to you and like mm -hmm. you got to have the same tasting experience as other people and talk about it and like attend all the same events and actually like you know, the platform that they used for the festival, you were able to interact with other people who were there and things like that too. It like felt more involved. I think people have a lower likelihood of going until they actually know what the experience is. Like prior to being a part of that panel, I probably wouldn't have gone to a yeah. virtual beer festival just because I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And you think about like, the experience people want at beer festivals is I want to pay 75 bucks and I want to drink my face off trying right. a billion different things. Like I remember going like, listen, I've, I've gone through like extreme frugal phases of my life where I'm like, if I don't get my beer's worth out of this ticket, I'm going to be upset. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you've had the drunker festivals we've matured since then. <laughs> uh, but there were times where I was like, Oh no, we're getting hammered because we paid to get hammered here. So like, just give me all the booze. We've learned you can say no and dump beer out if you don't like oh, it. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to. We've matured. We've matured. <laughs> we now eat before these festivals and drink water and yep. do all kinds of things to save our bodies. We get our anti-hangover pills. Sure do. Oh, yeah. Hashtag flyby. <laughs> I wish they'd fucking sponsor us, but one day. I wish a lot of places would sponsor me. <laughs> we can work on that together guys let's do it love that that's all good the only thing we have left is just to give you guys a chance to kind of plug anything you want to plug anything that's coming up for work for your beer floor is yours all i thought when you were like you can plug what you want and i was like but <laughs> i absolutely almost said that too that's fucking hilarious i was like butt plugs okay great <laughs> can i just say i actually really made andrew laugh the other day that's my husband his parents were coming to visit and we have all of these um you know when you get an iphone charger i'll just grab one and you've got like the little the butt I call it a butt plug too. Okay, so I walk out to Andrew and I say, I can't believe your parents are on their way here and you didn't hide our butt plugs. And I just throw a bunch of the butt like plugs at him. And he's like, you're the worst. Why are we married? I thought it was hilarious. And I laughed until I actually sat on the floor and cried. Uh, he didn't think it was that funny. That's why we would be really good at being married. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, so other things to plug is actually, um, so if you guys don't follow Work For Your Beer, we're at Work For Your Beer on literally everything. If you want to laugh your asses off watching full episodes of We'll Take a Lot, that's our YouTube channel. Highly recommend subscribing. It's great. We're hilarious. We're part of a burp fetish community, apparently, um, where people are just searching us women burp girl burps and that's how we get half of our viewers so that's where we're really at with our youtube careers um but our instagrams at work for your beer we post content every day we do giveaways every sunday night and our website is workforyourbeer.com if you want to buy shirts 
solve it. Um, I'm also going to say, so if you're listening to this and you're like, damn, these girls sound confident and a little bit annoying, I wonder what they look like. YouTube has the answer. Uh, also, I think we're hilarious. Also, we work really fucking hard on the content that we put out. So like, yes, it's fun and games, but also I'm a really good writer and Mel's a really good photographer and we have a lot of fun in front of a video camera. And so we work really hard to put out the content that we do and we hope that people are watching it and appreciating it. And if they do that, they subscribe and like and do all those things because otherwise it kind of feels like we're shouting into the abyss. And so it's nice to have people at least recognize that we exist in this plane. And, uh, you know, we miss being able to go hang out with people at breweries and see people at these beer fitness events and at beer festivals. And we want to feel like we're a part of the community and we want other people to feel like they're a part of ours. So as often as you can interact with at work career, we are on literally any platform. Please do. And we can attest to that, that their content is fantastic. Uh, I really, really do awesome. check it out. It's awesome. And especially if you live in the Charlotte, Virginia area, where they do a lot of their, you know, events uh, with working out and things of that nature, but also uh, with their, we'll take the lot series. Um, check it out. Cause I know I want to fly to North Carolina, not just cause I want to see Jack, but also cause I want to try some of these places you guys have been. So uh, yes. we can attest to that for you guys. That's right. And we want to be on a, we'll take the lot. So yeah, agreed. Oh, that's for sure. We don't care about Kevin and Matt, but Jack and I want to be on one. Yeah. Deal. Actually, Kevin and Matt aren't invited, so it's good. Okay, Even better. You heard it, guys. You're out. Sucks <laughs> to suck. Oh my god. Well, thanks for having us. This was really fun. This made me really happy. Good. Well, we're glad. That's what we need in these times, right? That's what we need. Happy. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We do really appreciate it. And thank you guys. We hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah. Go get some sleep. Yeah. I will. We're on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice Cheers, y'all. Well, a big thank you to Mel and Alicia for coming on our podcast today. They're awesome. I hope everyone got to enjoy that and had a, a bunch of laughs. I know we did. We yes. learned a lot from them too. Uh, yes. That was a really fun experience. We'll definitely, definitely, definitely talk to them again. We're certainly hoping to, to collab with them on a lot of things. Definitely. It will take the lot as we are suckers for tasting beers and rating them on untapped. You can also follow them on Untapped at just work for your beer. Uh, they'll post all their stuff there and you can look at their ratings as well. So this has been another Counterpoints Taster Series interview. Thanks for tuning in. Catch us next time for more outstanding content as we always provide that. But until then, stay frosty, my friends. What a wonderful What a wonderful world